Did you run a four? I heard you run a 400. Yeah, you know. Uh, What'd you run? I don't remember the points on it, you know, but it mm-hmm. was like, could have been 46, could have been 45, but we'll say 45. We'll say 45. 45 yeah. for the pod. Uh, wow. For the pod. Yeah, for- That's what we're going to name it. Garrett goes 45 point in the four. <laughs> Learn how Garrett Heath went 45 point in the four. That is crazy. That is nuts. Uh, gotta go now. With Josh Kerr. All right, here, David Rivich. Josh Kerr. David Rivich. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest D2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Rivich. Welcome back to the Sit and Kick podcast. Uh, today, we're actually sitting and kicking it with our first ever live guest. So that's pretty exciting. Who is it, Dev? Tell me. Well, this man was born and raised in the good country of United States of America. He uh, went to Stanford University, now runs for Brooks. It is the one and only Elliot Erb. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Garrett oh. Heath. Garrett Heath. <laughs> Looking at my brother's shadow already. <laughs> Welcome, Garrett. Welcome. Yeah. We're pretty excited to have our first guest on, so you guys aren't as bored just listening to our our horrendous banter, and we will add a banterous fellow as Garrett Heath. So yeah, we're gonna include Garrett in some of the the banter, and me and Josh are running out of ideas on how to talk to each other, and so we're like, what's the only way to make this more interesting? And it's to bring in an interesting a, person, interesting person, and that is the one and only Garrett Heath. Um, thanks Garrett, for having me, boys. Yeah, of course. Um, thanks for uh, coming. I hope that check comes in the mail. Uh, please cash it after a couple months. It might be void when you go into the bank early. Yeah, I accept direct deposit or delivery at practice. <laughs> Love it. We had to come to his house because it's the nicest house out of all three of the Albuquerque altitude houses, four if you include mine. And uh, Garrett, you know, why do you think you get this special treatment of having a mansion? I think it's uh, probably partially age. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've been slowly working up to this altitude mm-hmm. for the last, you know, 20, 30. We won't get into the specifics of years, but somewhere in there. <laughs> I would love to get into the specifics. Garrett, how old are you? 25. 25? Like almost the same car, age. Yeah, perfect, yeah. actually. <laughs> love it, love it. Well, you know, you know, Dave and I will, will hopefully get to, to this level at some point, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a lot lower than you guys, and, you know, that's just the way it is, I guess. I guess it's superiority. So you're saying that I'm more superior than you? Did you submit that? Yeah, I would say so. Fair. I think it's actually ruggedness of uh, facial hair. Is that and, why you uh, should? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Dave is... Uh, He's we don't got to bring this in. So we don't got to bring uh, my picture. That stash was horrible. I'm very glad it's gone. <laughs> I could curl it. I could make a little. Uh... It was disgusting. You were ch- so. I remember Kyle, our our doctor Kyle, our uh, nutritionist. I have my meeting after Dave's, and he goes, Dave was chewing on his mustache for the majority <laughs> of our meeting, and I was like, that is so disgusting. <laughs> that's got to be made up. <laughs> well, you know, that's just the way it goes. I mean, did Olivia like that? No comment. Wow. She loved it. They're I'm still sure together. So. Yeah, we're still together. I mean, she, well, so Olivia's biased because she went with through, with me through a perm, a man bun, bleached hair. Why are all these stages? Identity crisis. Hey, I'm not the guest here. Garrett's the guest I know, here. but I, I have so <laughs> many questions. There's way too many questions. I mean, Garrett, you've been rocking the hair for how long now? For 25, 25 years. Why, 25 years. Why yes. have you kept it the same? What What is the... It's always different, really. Mm. Uh, it's mainly laziness is what it okay. comes down to. Uh, usually the beard will grow and get to the point where I don't want to trim it. The chops. Uh, and then it'll you know, start to get long and really haggard. And then we usually go to the altitude camp where I see no one who 
I really care to impress other than you two. And so uh, go back to sea level or see my mom and it's time to cut it again. So the phase of short back and sides never hit the Heath household. The short back and sides. Yeah. So like uh, zipping it, zipping it and keeping it long, flipping it along. No? Not sure that hit the US actually. Well, uh, I mean, I mean, most of our team are short back and sides. Most of the running world is short back and sides, right? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> oh, so is that why my barber has been staring at me weird when I ask yeah. for short back and sides? I'm also just listening to this like tapping sound. Are you tapping? Nobody's tapping. Nobody's tapping. Uh, uh, maybe I'm just going crazy. There's a little bit upstairs, but that's fine. Yeah. Just getting reckless up there. Being but, reckless, yeah. reckless. No, like short back and sides. The whole like when we when we went from the mop stage to the fate. Yeah, I guess that's what you could call it. Bowl cut was a big thing when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. but uh, that was. 10, 12 years ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm so, just okay, saying. Wait, wait, wait. Age day, age day. Middle school, 10 to 12 years ago. Wait, no, that's still 20. <laughs> no. He's crushing it. He's crushing it. That's just Stick the way to the it score. goes. That's, that's the key. Yeah. To be fair, I do. I did like last January when I came up and saw you and Dylan in the high house and you guys mm. both had the biggest beards that I've seen both of you have. And it was just, I mean, it felt like you guys were living in the stone ages. Yeah. We actually rented that house for the night that you came up. We've been <laughs> sleeping in a tent uh, in caves in the mountains until then. We uh, really wanted you on the team. So, uh, you know, made sure to impress. <laughs> the, the beard definitely impressed me. I'm just impressed. Someone can get a mustache with a beard like that. You know, it's just nothing that I can roll with. Yeah, you're actually the only person I know uh, who shaves his mustache and leaves the beard. But it's a different color. It's a different color to my beard. It's it blonde and it looks odd. I thought when I went to the UK that I would see more people <laughs> with this thing. facial look, but turns out it's actually <laughs> it's just a, a Josh thing. Kerr thing. <laughs> well, you know, I guess we're going to definitely start with your adolescence because it doesn't sound like it was that long ago. Yeah, since it was only 12 years ago, Garrett, please insight us on what it was like growing up in Minnesota right growing up in wisconsin and minnesota yeah, yeah. Well, uh give us the rundown from a small rural town in minnesota uh, right on the mississippi uh family was super active we actually spent most of our summers going to uh colorado um so altitude training from a young age love that. um wouldn't say we actually went for the altitude training you know just kind of went as a family road trip so uh we'd go out for like a week or two kind of bike hike in the mountains um and both my parents were in the school system. So my mom was a teacher. Uh, my dad worked in the school system as a physical therapist uh, for special ed. And uh, so they both had summers off, um, traveled around. And, nice. Um, yeah, got into running sixth grade. Uh, in Minnesota, you can run varsity starting in seventh grade. So, Jeez. Uh, Does that count as high school eligibility? Or? Uh I mean, there's not really eligibility. I, I guess. was going to say but high school eligibility. You can get oh, uh, you can get a varsity letter starting in seventh grade. That's crazy, and you did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was that what other, what other big sports were you playing? Was it just running, or were you? Uh, well, running was the biggest sport in Minnesota, you know. But uh, okay, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Smaller ones that After I dabbled some... in, like basketball, <laughs> and uh, I did too some basketball, soccer, football early. Mm-hmm. Um, but never really did much beyond skiing. I did cross country skiing, uh, cross country, and track. Yeah. You were pretty successful in that, right? Like you were selected for some USA team or had uh, potential for cross country. Yeah, for cross country um, skiing. No skiing. Oh, yeah, okay. I won a couple state championships in cross country skiing. Yeah, skiing. See, that's. The... I, I would say cross country skiing looks one of the hardest sports. It's would pretty hard. Yeah, like they have some of the highest VO two maxes. Yeah. Uh, Bjorn Dale. This guy from Norway had a VO2 max, I think, of 99. Uh, so That's absurd. Yeah, it is absurd. 
What's your VO2 max? Last time you took it. Uh, I don't recall. 80s? 80s? 80s, yeah. What, like, how would they test a VO2 max? It's obviously we run on a treadmill. Uh, so you can do it. Uh, I've actually done it before at the Olympic Training Center in uh, Lake Placid. Yeah. Uh, you can do it roller skiing. And so oh, really? you roller ski on a treadmill. It's a treadmill that's how like... How big is the treadmill? Probably three to four times as wide as a normal treadmill. Really? Jeez. And you have poles. And so you're actually pulling and skiing and you're harnessed in to the ceiling. And so like when how'd you, you, when you, you fell, to... you just swung off the back. Oh, okay. Uh, I've, wa- I've watched someone being harnessed. Callum Hawkins, a marathon runner. I watched him do his VO2 max and he was harnessed up. Yeah. And he was... I mean, it was until you drop, like it would be in skiing. But I think I think I, that was the most disappointing thing when I did my first VO2 max test, which I wasn't on a bungee. Right, right. <laughs> but how yeah, did they, how did they get blood tested? If, if they, do they just have to put the machine off? Or? Uh, for lactic testing? Yeah. Uh, lactic stuff. You, still, you still can like step off to the side, okay. kind of like on your roller skis. It's a little yeah. bit harder to balance. Um, and if you're not, typically you're not as efficient skiing as you are running. Uh, so like, I think when I did it there, it was like my VO2 max running was 78 and then skiing, it was 73. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, I guess it, cause you're just techniques not, in there as well. Though. Right. I mean, technique and you're just like, you're using so many more muscles that it's hard to be efficient in the same way you are running. Would you ski? Are you skiing right now? Would you ski today? Is it in your contract that you're not allowed to ski? It's not. No, I've skied for cross training actually a decent oh, really? amount since being in the Brooks team. Yeah, it's, in my uh, it's, it's good plantar fasciitis recovery. Oh. Do you live with a bunch of elephants? What do you live with a bunch of elephants? I don't know if you guys can hear it. Oh, um, yeah, we do. They're one's named Henry Wynn, Drew Wendell. Uh, uh, okay, elephant York. Well, they're playing pool upstairs and... as well, so they're probably knocking their cues. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all of them are terrible, so... Yeah, that's why it's taking so long for them to finish the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but back on the legendary Garrett Heath. Um, so, coming out of high school, you went to Stanford. What yep. was your prep like, and also, what turned you from staying in-state? Uh, I actually, I really like the guys at the University of Minnesota, mm-hmm. so like... Because uh, I was going to say Ben Blankenship and Hassan Mead correct no uh um, incredible both, both from minnesota but they were my brothers here oh, okay. uh so yeah ben and hassan are great guys but yeah they were three years behind me okay um, so they're like so they were like 22 years 22 old. yeah, yeah <laughs> okay just so they're 22 right now so they just came out of college yeah yeah great. yeah i didn't know that wow they've been around for a while yeah wow, it's crazy 18 huh? when they made the team mm-hmm Young, it's you know when you're in Minnesota, you, you just start. Early. You age slower because yeah. your face is so frozen that you don't actually get wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I see. Uh, no, but I looked at there. I looked at uh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, looked at. I mean, Jerry Schumacher was there at the time. Really like Jerry. I uh, really like the guys both there in Minnesota. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I was from super small town. Nobody really from my high school left like the tri-state area of like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, maybe throw North Dakota in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I felt, felt like it was my one opportunity to get out. And I knew I liked the Midwest, but I could always go back there. I always had my parents, I was at the family. Um, and so like, I was like, you know, California, I have no idea what this <laughs> is going to be like. It's just this new adventure. And I was kind of enjoyed pushing kind of the limits or just pushing myself and to be uncomfortable in new situations and so uh went for it and it was great and honestly everybody from my hometown thought that palo alto was like on the beach and that i surfed most <laughs> most days um so yeah, did you not? if you're watching this and you haven't been there it is yeah uh, 
but no, it's certainly not anything like that. And the water there is freezing cold. Oh really? Uh, yeah, California, basically the whole West Coast is super yeah. cold. The thing water. is, we don't we don't like when we go there, we don't have the opportunity. Whenever we go to cool places, when we go to race, it's always like okay, you know, grocery store, hotel, track you know, mm-hmm. warm up, like, we never really had the opportunity to to go and, and, and experience like the beach, the the sea, like, and, and have a bit of fun. And I think that that side of track is, is a bit annoying. We, everyone's like, Oh, my God, you mean to such cool places? I was like, Yeah, but all I saw was a hotel. Yeah, hotel rooms look yeah. the same after a yeah, while. Exactly. It's not but... like going to Italy to watch some Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got different shows than they have here, though. So, yeah. like, education-wise, obviously, Stanford has a pretty low standard there. But, yeah. you know, was that difficult to, to balance with the running or no? Uh, it was early on. Um, I was horrible at time management. Um, I actually pulled a lot of all-nighters my freshman year. Really? I think... Uh, partying? No, not oh. partying at all, actually. Oh, okay. You didn't party at all your freshman year, Garrett? Never. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no. At Stanford, they room you with non-athletes. Yeah. And so... Were I you had, on campus for... Yeah, I was on campus all five years, all four years. Yeah. Um, and my roommates, yeah, like just stayed up super late like they were up till three four in the morning there was late night dining halls so mm. from like 10 p.m to 2 a.m it was open and so they had chicken fingers they had pizza Should all of the best things for an athlete and so <laughs> yeah i got into this horrible routine of like practicing and then like you know hanging out with my roommates hanging out with the people on the team and then at like 10 p.m to midnight starting my homework right. and than like you know working until i was done um so yeah i can recall like many times where like i uh pulled an all-nighter and was like biking to class the next day furiously after like not sleeping to like do some presentation and wow you know sometimes it worked out sometimes it crashed (laughs) what what, what were you working towards what was your degree uh my degree was management science and engineering which is just like this super complex way of stanford saying that you didn't really know what you wanted to do and so <laughs> it you seemed like a whole a different everything <laughs> like uh, liberal arts yeah yeah it's just like, so you oh, did liberal arts at stanford oh so you don't know exactly what you want to do and you don't have enough in any area to like make gotcha. a degree then yeah do management science uh, that makes sense i'm gonna be uh, completely honest I've been quiet over your space now. Pretty boring. Um, I don't care about the education. I don't care about the late night study. Let's talk about the Palo Alto girls, Garrett. Mm. You know, you're coming out of high school, a young Minnesotan. Minnesotan? Minnesotan. Minnesotan. You're coming out as a Minnesotan, and you're going to Palo Alto. You're seeing a lot of blonde hair, blue eye babes. What uh, What was the dating scene like in college? Did you experience new things? I mean, <laughs> that sounds so bad. Did you um, meet people? Oh, um, not sure what you mean by meet people, but, uh, yes, I had, uh, a girlfriend in college. Um, Name obviously, obviously didn't a... work out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Are you trying to have more guests on this podcast? Or are you just going to keep it? No, I just want uh, to set the standard straight. Is that a question? No, <laughs> that's a comment. Uh, yeah. The women in Palo Alto are great. Super smart. Very athletic. Uh, Stanford's, you know, known for having good athletic teams. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't, wasn't really looking. I was into personalities and so the personalities were excellent. Cause this was before well. Tinder and Grinder and, or tin, what are they? Bumble and humble, Bumble, Hinge. sorry. Humble. Hinge. Yeah. yeah. Hinge. All those things. So 
you had to actually go face to face and speak with a girl. Uh, occasionally, yeah. And no, I tried to just stick to the library, but occasionally I would, you know, um, try to reach out and talk to someone in person, face to face, take them on a date. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. how long were you dating this girl in college? We dated for a long time, um, most of college. Wow. This is getting emotional, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't want to. I mean, I mean, this was only three years ago. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry yeah, that we were able to. Now. This might still be a touchy subject. So. Yeah. I mean, she's probably how is she doing? Right is she, is she still in contact right? with her? Or? She probably has kids. Yeah, we're good. We're good friends. Does she yeah. have kids? Um, she does not have kids. No. no? Is she still uh, single? I don't know. Um, you do know. You know. I, <laughs> you, you know, Gary. No. I mean, you do. Uh, anyway what else do we have to talk about here um, um, yeah let's talk about honestly let's talk about your accolades like out of college like um, some notes that I have are you're towed 400 when you're getting towed by a bike can you please ex- towed, towed. Yes, I, yeah, I don't know yeah, when, when you wrote towed I was like towed. yeah towed 400. but we did we did like we did frog towed, yeah in episode like, two we made mention of that last week um, where we talked about you getting pulled behind something? We couldn't remember the exact details. Was it motorized? Yes. Okay. I told you it was a truck. Truck or like car? <laughs> not like a... Uh, a semi? No, uh, not like a big like lorry. Yeah. What's a lorry? Also no one's <laughs> Oh my day. Yeah. <laughs> you got like the big, like the big long, what you got? A free, semis. A semi? Yeah. Call. I call them a semi, but, um, but yeah, a lorry. lorry no, yeah. a truck. Like what Kidder has right now? Like no, the, the, no lorries. No uh, So this it was a, a truck. Truck. You know, this was a Vespa. Yeah, Garrett, take yeah. it away. <laughs> uh, I think it's okay to talk about this because we're far enough removed. But it wouldn't well, be, I mean, you're you know, 25, so uh, be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Uh, yeah, no, we had our coach uh, Peter Teagan at the time, and he was, you know, probably one of the best middle distance coaches in the country, maybe ever. Um, and one of his tactics, was, or one of the things he liked to work on was over speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so people do that now, you know, with like either running in the Alter G, you can do it, uh, or you can do it like kind of getting pulled by a bungee. Um, and so normally when you get pulled by a bungee, somebody's holding the bungee and pulling you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, in this case, he had a, this old Vespa that was probably from, if I had to put a date on it, it was maybe from like the 1970s. Okay. Uh, Explain what Vespa is. Yeah, what's a Vespa? We're oh, millennials. Sorry. Uh, Vespa is a moped. <laughs> oh, it's oh, like it's a, a moped. Oh. It's like a high-end moped. Or okay. Like, I okay. don't know. Pretty much a moped. Okay. Um, so it's got like a, a hand throttle. Okay. Right? Uh, not super accurate as to like how much you're going to like rev it and yeah. accelerate. And so he bungeed us up with this cord that was probably like 20 meters long maybe. Pretty stretchy though. Yeah. Uh, and it was me and uh russell brown and i think mike garcia uh two names that you know you might not know but uh very fast guys as well one was 800 guy one was another miler and uh we did anything from 100 meters up through 400 so Uh, you did this multiple times we did it multiple times and like to be quite honest with you there was multiple times where i wasn't sure if i was going to make it like and so (laughs) there was like no quick release on this and so like when he took off you started running yeah and the idea was you gave a thumbs up if you wanted faster thumbs down if you wanted slower but like imagine running the fastest hundred meters you've ever run right this is on the track oh it's on the track yeah yeah we're on the track for this Okay. Uh, so imagine running like the fastest hundred meter you've ever run, mm-hmm. and trying to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down <laughs> during. That. I feel like when so, you're running, your thumbs are automatically up. Right? <laughs> so right. you're just like running with your thumbs. Yeah, but like hard to give the thumbs down. Right? Yeah. And, and also just... like it's too fast. Before you know it, 
Like so there's no release. You can't pull yourself free. No, it was a hook that you could have like technically gotten off, but you probably would have dragged for at least 20 meters before oh. you got it off. Wow. Uh, so luckily we never figured that out. So no one crashed. No one crashed. Really? Uh, a couple of girls eventually did it and screamed the entire way around the track. I would say screaming uh, is probably a better thing than thumbs up, thumbs up. Like, hey, yeah. this is kind of a little bit fast. <laughs> <laughs> the best was just in the back going, bah, 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 bah. Oh, I guess so. Or your teammates like you're looking at your teammates like no. So your teammates then tell her. But that that I mean, wow. Yeah, it was. I mean, honestly, I think it worked. How uh, often were you doing this? Uh, really, we only did it probably three or four times total. But one of the guys on the team split nine point one in the hundred. Uh, <laughs> granted, it was a running start, but you know he wasn't a hundred meter guy, and he broke the world record by a significant a margin. significant amount, especially at that time as well. Yeah. I, uh, what I will say is, what is what would you say your most incredible achievement was on the back of that moped? Did you run a four? I heard you run a four hundred. Yeah, you know. Uh, What'd you run? I don't remember the points on it, you know, but it mm-hmm. was like. Could have been 46, could have been 45, but we'll say 45. We'll say 45. 45 for the pod. Wow. Yeah. That's what we're going to name it. Garrett goes 45 (laughs) point in the four. (laughs) Learn how Garrett Heath went 45 points in the four. That is crazy. Is that Uh, that I remember thinking for like the entire corner or the entire curve coming into the home stretch on that one, I can remember just like being like, I think my hamstring might go. It's like maxed. Yeah. That's a lot Uh, of thinking as well when you're thinking that you're thinking do i tell him to go faster or slower right and then also because the cords also sagged it's like cutting the tangent of the corner right? oh yeah. yeah so it's kind of pulling you at an angle at that point um, wow sounds terrible it sounds fun no. it was amazing it wouldn't be allowed anymore i don't want a 400 but i would say 100 would be a lot of fun okay fair enough yeah but, you know I, I is the coach still coaching at this point he's not no but he was he was kind of at the end of his career i mean he's uh super well known like the ncaa women's cross-country trophy is named after him uh he won when he was at stanford myself and our guys team we underperformed but uh the women's team won three out of three years that is um, incredible it's pretty good (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) can't believe that besides that um what's your favorite memory from college i mean you're on the top of your head we didn't really prep you for any of this but yeah if you had to go back and think of like one memory that stands out what was that memory Two memories, probably. Uh, One was we won the DMR uh, indoors my junior year. That's a very hard thing Uh, to do. Josh never did it. Yeah, it is. uh, (laughs) I, I, you know, I was carried mainly by my team. Were were you only there for the DMR? Uh, No, did the DMR and the mile. Okay, Uh, so you would have gone mile prelim, DMR, mile final. Yeah, yeah, which like. Which I'm sure he did. He was a quick turnaround. You know, like I never got massage or did much of that in college at all. But I did, I do remember doing massage in between races and like Mm -hmm. doing literally everything I could to recover before the mile prelim. Yeah. Um, So probably either that or the first time I broke four, my brother won the US Cross junior title within an hour of each other. And so I finished the race and one of my buddies was like, hey, your brother's on the phone. Pulled it, put it up to my ear, and like he's like, "Hey, I just won," and I was like, "I just broke four. And it was like that was like maybe the the pinnacle of like our family's running. That's awesome. History. Um, 
So it's it was awesome. downhill since then. But. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> it's downhill. Pull my it's best bungee. Yeah, yeah. It's bungee from, bungee there, on. from there on. <laughs> I mean, I oh. did think I was going to quit running once I broke four. Like, really? I was, well, I mean, I was like, I never thought I was going to break four, honestly. Like in high school, it was, I guess, unrealistic dream. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, if I ever break four, I'll just stop. How old There's were you? You're pretty do. young, right? Uh, I was like probably maybe 19 or okay. something. Wow. I but mean, do you feel like... 20, actually. Yeah. Do you feel like every time that you've done something good, your brother was also doing something good at the same time? A lot of the time. He was kind of always like, uh, I mean, when he, was, when he was younger, three years is a lot, you know, yeah. so he's three years younger. And uh, so I was, it was easier to beat up on him back then. But once we were in college, we, we did a lot together. Like, mm-hmm. it was great. Having I was going to say, because I did find that like, whenever I ran bad, my brother did terrible. And whenever I did run really well, my brother also played really well. Like the first time my brother got a red card, I dropped out of a race. It was a bad time for the care family. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's just that way that works. You know? It goes in spurts. Yeah. Kind of ride that high. Yeah. Positive family. Same with the team. You know? Yeah, like exactly. Team. Yeah, that's what I was going to Success well. breeds mm-hmm. success. Yeah, success is contagious. Yeah. So. Say our best like team championships have come all in big bunches. And the worst, unfortunately, have all come at the same time too. Yeah. It's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way the cookie crumbles. What's that from? Um... I know that actually. Okay, yeah. So, Josh, what's that from? <laughs> it's from a movie. Okay, so what movie is that from? That's uh, the way the cookie you know, crumbles. That's uh, the way oh, the cookie crumbles. The one where the guy becomes God, right? Okay, the guy, yeah. Bruce what Almighty. It, yeah, there it is, you. Bruce Almighty. I'm so sad you helped him out there. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, uh, but to be fair, Josh I mean, I would like, I'd like to move on so we don't have to continue with that. So, you have ran for how many brands in your career? Post college. Post college? Uh, two, uh, ran for Saucony for four years, and then I ran for Brooks now for six and a half, six plus. It's not exactly Vale's twenty five. So you went pro at fifteen. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, plus or minus. Yeah, uh, okay, okay, plus or minus. Okay. Yeah, was what was that transition like from Saucony to Brooks? Um, it was great. Uh, I d- I did like Saucony. I liked mm-hmm. the, the company. Uh, I liked the people there. But I was training alone in Palo Alto still. And uh, I'd trained, I'd hung around for a while training with kind of my brother's class for a bit. Um, yeah. And that worked out well. But after like three years, they all kind of pieced out, went to their different groups or moved on to their other careers. And so, um, yeah, I guess that would have been around 2013. Uh, I'd done like one full year of basically training alone where I went to like the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. It's like really nice spot, but like, every day I was, it was just me and like, you know, motivating yourself to get out, to go like do a workout when like, you're not only spending like most of the day by yourself, but also the workout alone is like, gets kind of taxing. And so, so the team aspect, I was like, yeah, I was like, man, I really want a team. If I'm going to do this through 2016, like I need to have people around me doing the same thing all the time and I need to switch things up. And so, yeah, I came up to Seattle and, um, Danny was kind of just getting the team going with Brooks. They, I think they were about a year in and just signed some new guys out of college. Uh, Riley Masters, Kaz Loxham had just signed. And so came up for a visit and I was like, man, this is awesome. Like, you know, this is like, it's kind of like being back in college and that's what I want. You know, that's like the motivation I want. I'd kind of been working on the side. I'd done a little coaching uh, and I was like, I don't know, maybe, you know, I want to see what I can do just running uh, again. And, um, yeah, it was great, you know, like right from the gun, you know, coming to altitude camps to just kind of like 
it's good and bad, you know, you're locked in a house with a bunch of people and like, of course there's little things here and there, but generally like had an absolute blast and like makes running fun again. And like, I don't know, kind of makes it feel like an entirely new career. So, I mean, Saucony was great, but feels like, I don't know, something almost completely different for what I was doing there versus the last six years again. Um, who was the who was the worst person to live with on allergy camps oh wow um this isn't a prompted question this is yeah i'm gonna yeah. say that i have not lived with you so you can't say me yeah no i, I would have lived, lived with you, you left Dave left me. for a day so honestly like i i've liked living with everybody i've lived with on the team for like different reasons and and hate them for other reasons yeah, yeah, certainly. Because yeah. uh, you don't live with anyone full-time in Seattle from the team, right? Right. So, no, I, I do like altitude camps because, yeah, like, it is the time to, like, actually just be fully immersed in the team. And, like, I don't know. I like it because you're cooking with people. You're hanging out with people. Um, and you've kind of, yeah, it's like you don't have to go somewhere to hang out. You just walk into the kitchen. Yeah. So and have some banner. Have some banner. Have some banner. Banner. Speaking of banner. Speaking of banner, yeah. We're going to get into the banner ball with one last question. Actually, two parts. We don't really want to like flex on like the the listeners on your accolades. Like, we don't want to, as the hosts, um, say like what you've ran. But what are your like mile time and three k time? Just for reference to show that like you're legit. Not saying people don't think you're legit, but yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know some of the points. I think I do know my eight hundred because that one was the most surprising to me. Which uh, is? It was one forty seven one. You've oh. one forty seven one. Yeah. Jeez. I know Jeez. exactly. That's Jeez. why I remember the one. That was important <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, three thirty four in the fifteen. Uh, three fifty three in the mile. That one's a little disappointing, honestly. I think could have gone faster there. Um, they run slow in that, and I also run slow in that, so that's a bit tough considering that's our distance. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, I've seen your trajectory, so I kind of wish I would have put that number. Are you up talking to me or Josh? Farther up. Both of you, actually. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Yeah, I saw your. I actually saw both your trajectories in the, sucks, the workout the other day. So. 53 does not suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 737 and 1316, which. Solid. And 27.56, now that I'm apparently kind of partially. Do you, do you like yeah. the 10K? Uh, I did. There was one race where I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, the uh, second race. Yeah, second race wasn't as fun. Um, Josh and I actually talked about it the other day. Yeah. Uh, how, I was know, there. Yeah, you were. I, sorry, <laughs> were you? I, I realized that as I was saying that. You yeah. Know, but, it was all right. uh, yeah. I mean, sorry. everyone has different experiences with the, the, the longer distances. Longer distances. You know, I think the first time you do it, you really mentally prepare for it. And then it goes better than you expect. And it's the second time where you're not mentally prepared. See, for that's it. not what you're going to say to us because I've run one 5k and you know, we had the same, like you ran that 10k, you felt good about it. I ran the 5k, felt good about it. And now I'm going to run one 5k this year and I'm going to run either just balls to the wall really well or just horrible. I mean, my prediction is you look and you feel horrible for most of it, but you yeah. run an amazing that's good the goal. time. That's the goal. So, yeah, it's going to be way worse for you, but the outcome will be much better. I'll, I'll get some good positive feedback from when I'm lapping Dave and stuff like that. <laughs> mm, like, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll way. be going on for another 5K, though, because I'm doing a 10K. <laughs> so, you know. All right, and then the last thing we're going to talk about before we get into the banter ball is Edinburgh. You maybe Edin- Edinburgh, before you start. Wait, what is it? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah. All right, Edinburgh. I thought it was Edinburgh. <laughs> really? <laughs> you're a bad man garrett you're a bad man um 
so Eden Bogger, whatever it's called. Um, so you're the potentially the only American to beat Mo Farah multiple times. Um, and there's actually a really cool photo. I remember when I was in college, I watched or I saw it on social media. You and Mo kind of squaring up in like a boxing um, pose, and I was just like, "This is so cool!" And like I showed it to my friends, and like I thought it was like a really cool moment of just like, "Man, this guy's super legit." And then there's Garrett. So <laughs> what uh, what was it like running those races? Because you got pretty famous on, from those. Yeah, um, those have probably been some of the highlights of my career. Uh, I just love cross country too. You yeah, know, I love the mud and like the conditions over there and. Uh, I remember, you know, the first time I went just being like, you know, this is kind of what cross country in the Midwest was like growing mm-hmm. up and just like 31 degrees, kind of like snow rain, uh, like, you know, just, I don't know, kind of like all of the elements, basically you're crossing streams, uh, just, you know, sometimes you get five, five inch deep mud. Uh, Steve did. Yeah, it's not as fat. It's not it's as much a, as you think. It slows things down a little bit. Um, but no, you know, like it's just kind of like a different challenge, different mentality being out there. And like, um, yeah, it was really cool. The first year I went was a four k, and so it was like Asbel Kiprop and uh, Keeley, and you know, kind of a bunch of these guys that like it was the first time that I was like, oh well, obviously I'm not going to get first or second. You know, this is like the guys I've looked up to forever. Uh, what do you get? I did get first. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. I watched all of these but, all of these races. Really? Live. In person? Yeah. You were there? I lived there. So you went and wa- you watched this? Well, I raced on the same day. I don't know if you sat in, around and watched the under-13s, but... Um, <laughs> the under-13s? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, was, first, I was out there taking dubs, dude. You yeah. won that too? Did uh, you win that day when he won the 4K? Uh, I've won a couple times there, so probably. That'd be an mm. interesting stat to look up. We probably got a picture. That I won the under thirteen Scottish championship. We could put your photo was up to my waist. Yeah, I was gonna say you as a oh no, dude, I was I was six one at thirteen. This this was also Josh at thirteen. But but back to you, Garrett. So you won. Yeah. Was that a breakthrough Um, moment of your career of just thinking like, holy cow? I mean, it was. Yeah, each time, honestly, because like I mean, when Mo came, I don't think nobody expected me to beat him, and including myself. Uh, I mean. Obviously, when you're talking to people, you're like, yeah, yeah, like, I'll, you know, I'm going to try to go for the win. Because, um, like, I had won two times by the time Mo came. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. I feel, like, pretty confident on this course, but this is Mo Farah. So, like, yeah. obviously, it's not going to pan out here. Like, I've watched this guy kick people down. And even the whole race, like, coming in the last 800, you know, the crowd's like, kick him down, Mo, kick him down. And I was like... Well, that was definitely me as well. You know, yeah, Josh shouting at me. I yeah, looked off to the side and little Josh. I was not rooting for you yeah. at all. And like, you took his knighthood. Uh, that didn't come with it, unfortunately. <laughs> he, and, um, he also did get knighted a lot after, a lot of time know, after this, maybe when he won the double Olympic gold. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, honestly, it wasn't until like the last five meters that I was like, oh my God, like maybe. Um, but no, I mean, like, it was really cool and also like made me respect Mo more because like he was very gracious, you know, and just by like being like, who the hell is this guy? You know, like never heard of this dude from the US. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like super nice about it. Traded jerseys and stuff. That's awesome. Oh, you still uh, have that? I do. Yeah, wow. it's in his room. It is in my room. He's wearing it right now. He's wearing it right now. But what I will say is you gained... Um, a lot of fans by that's what i was edinburgh. gonna say they knew who you are they know who you are now i mean when you go to edinburgh every year which you do every year <laughs> or it's not even in anymore um but 
I mean, everyone everyone seems to love you over there, which is I don't understand it to be honest. But yeah, he's kind of a it is mean person. Is. Yeah. I love Edinburgh too. I might just move. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's one of the best places. I like the. It's fun. I think the architecture there in Europe is different. And, you know, Edinburgh Castle. Uh, yeah, what a place it is. It's a great place. It is. Is there anything like burning in your chest that like you want people to know about your career, or do you think we covered it? Like, is there anything that you've thought about? Like when I get on a podcast, favorite teammates. <laughs> Favorite teammate, yeah, good one. Wow. Start. This is gonna be a pre banter banter. Tough choice. Uh, can't pick your brother, right? Let's continue. Your favorite teammate, your brother. <laughs> okay, and here we are in this section and portion of the podcast banter bowl. Josh is gonna start it off. Okay. Is that empty? <laughs> no, I, I have covered this one. <laughs> We've covered all of these. <laughs> Our entire episode is just banter. Uh, where to pee? Discuss. Mm. You have the longest stream I've ever watched. <laughs> Keep in mind, duration of urine. Because there'll be times where we have to do a pee break on a run, and it takes at least three minutes. I don't know, I cool down It in is insane. How can you hold as much water as you do? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're still in places <laughs> I don't even know, dude, because I mean, I'm watching Comes that stream. You're a camel. Comes with age, yeah. Uh, we but, had, yeah. I don't but, I mean, Dave was telling me about something about you peeing on a tree. Yeah, you would rather pee on a tree than go into an outhouse. I like peeing outdoors, yeah. There's just a few things better than, like, you know, summoning a mountain and peeing off the top, <laughs> looking at the scenery. And you do that frequently? Does your roof have, as much as I can. Does your house have a balcony? It doesn't, unfortunately. No, would you be up your balcony? Be up there. Oh, they're just letting the stream go. Yeah, Seattle's a little dense for peeing outdoors in the <laughs> middle fair. of the city, but I I usually look for secluded areas. I respect that. Have you ever had any awkward run-ins of peeing on a run? Certainly. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> we'll continue. We'll that. That. You don't want to discuss any further again. <laughs> Why does Green Bay suck? Um, I don't know who wrote that one. I don't know what Green Bay is, so. I can't think of any reasons, yeah. Uh, that's a great question you bring up, actually, because they were an amazing team all year. One mm. that, uh, you know, merited being a good fan following and then in the NFC Championship game a few weeks ago. Um, I didn't I'm see them in a, sure in a, in a wild game. They said it was the World Championships, which I don't understand considering you guys are the only country to play it. Um, but it was called the World Championship. Countries aren't good enough to compete. So. <laughs> yeah. But I know I, I didn't see him playing, so I just don't understand why. Yeah. Um, well, Aaron Rodgers was getting ready for some more State Farm commercials, so he didn't really have time. Um, <laughs> big commitments. Big commitments. Yeah, and turned out that they said that the Albuquerque House Altitude House wasn't cheering hard enough in the NFC Championship game. So I tried. I tried. It was just me stress eating the bags of chips on the couch. <laughs> you so, were. Yeah, <laughs> I see how it is. Dave wrote that question. I didn't really know who they were. So. Yeah, they beat the Seahawks. So uh, this is a question that's kind of been, you know, talked about a little bit with me and you. But coconuts, dude. Coconut hydration powder. SOS. Discuss it, dude. Where's the hate come from? Uh, well, you know, coconut. Well, let me just let me start by saying SOS is a great product. Now, I've heard. I think our discrepancy comes here with. Most people, when you're ranking the flavors, mm -hmm. uh, there's a, you know, there's, I guess, a variance in what you decide is the best flavor. Some people think it's watermelon. Some people think it's mango. Some people would say berry. Others say might coconut. even say uh, 
No, sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't think of you that. You can't yeah. think of another. Yeah, one? I couldn't think of another name. Yeah, so it must be because coconut. Nobody says coconut. Coconut well, is thinking, always the I, last flavor. I'm looking you dead in the eye, and I'm telling you, coconut is the best flavor SOS offers. You know, and we're we're pumped about that because mm-hmm. we'll give you all of the coconut. <laughs> Do you like coconuts standalone, like an actual coconut? Uh, I'm not a big coconut water fan. Okay. I'm not a big coconut. I like. I guess I do like shaved coconut, if, okay. you know, but I feel like that's sweetened and usually on ice cream, so it's hard to distinguish. Like, yeah. So you're saying you're trying to dis- discontinue coconut SOS? Is that what you're trying to no, say? No, I want to keep it around. You for, want to keep it around? You know, for people like to you. Su- to supply it to, it to people. That... Yeah, the UK loves it, so we'll ship I mean, it over there. But uh, I love know, it. People in America have better taste. They like well, I mean, if you were able uh, to ship like some citrus. of that over to me, I'd take it on every day. <laughs> you know, that's all I can say. <laughs> Hey, as long as you're drinking SOS, I'm happy. <laughs> I'll always make you happy, Garrett. All right, last question. So this confused me for the longest time, the coffee thing. Mm. You take 20 minutes to make coffee every day? Please take us just, just take us through your approach on a daily cup of coffee. Step by step. And do you really think it's better than, say, a 7-Eleven coffee? Uh. It certainly is better. How much money have you spent on all your coffee equipment? (sighs) Whatever it is, it's been worth it. Uh, Yeah, I actually, I didn't drink coffee through college. And then uh, I discovered coffee probably in the last like eight years. And it's been a slippery slope since then. Wait, college, Um, eight years? Coffee? Oh, yep, sorry. Um, (laughs) And if you talk to your nutritionist, uh, Kyle Pfaffenbach, uh, he will tell you that coffee is one of the most important parts. Of I don't drink coffee. Regimen. Yeah, so you're sacrificing probably you four to five seconds. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't drink on a daily basis. Josh doesn't know what caffeine is yet. He so likes coconut, coffee. so everything he says is invalid, but yeah. continue. You don't. Uh, you're probably missing out on four to five seconds in your 1500, but that's okay. Enjoy your caffeine-free life. Um, I'll let the world record stand for just now. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Easy, easy pickups later in your and, career. And, yeah, an easy way to describe it, Josh, is your regular 400 is uncaffeinated. Bungee cord coffee caffeine yeah. is drinking coffee. Yeah. So tie, go to a Vespa. That's when you're on coffee. I mean, it's, yeah. It's basically a Vespa. Wow. Coffee's but I mean, I, I've, I genuinely, I've watched you make this call. I mean, I knocked some of the, I knocked it. I was like, this makes no sense. You know, you're, you're heating it up to a certain temperature and you're weighing out coffee beans and you're grinding I mean, it by I hand. I will say, yeah, it's, it's maybe a bit unnecessary, but as, mm-hmm. an, as a runner, you've got a lot of extra time on your hands. So one of the things that I've done during that time is perfected the coffee craft. And there's definitely many people that are much more knowledgeable than me on this front. But you do want to have it, you know, heated up to a certain temperature. Yeah. You do want to measure out your grams of coffee. Please, a, please go I'm through a, the, the specifics. What's I'm a the, 15 to 1 sort of guy so with grams, grams of water to grams of coffee. So okay. typically in the morning, I'll do about 350 grams of... It sounds way too <laughs> snooty to be saying that loud. Uh, this yeah, is an intervention. So, this yeah, isn't a podcast. Yeah, this is an intervention. Yeah, so we can... Yeah, maybe... How many pieces of equipment? I want to know how many pieces of equipment you have. Yeah, so what did you bring for your coffee? I did bring... I, Say it. It's all right. This is this is a safe, <laughs> is a safe, a safe place. Space. Only us will hear oh. it and everyone else. Great. Uh, you know, I brought a burg, an electric burr grinder. Okay. Uh, I did bring my scale and I brought my kettle. Uh, I brought some filters. Brought some coffee. You brought coffee? Yeah. You know, you can never be too sure. You want to just come <laughs> with some beans on hand. Actually, okay. I just had some leftovers. What about the teapot? 
Oh, well, yeah, that's my step. kettle. That's a kettle. Yeah. Oh, that, I feel like kettle is more of a British term than Yeah, no, but you use a kettle and the teapot, but you brought that. That's fine. Right, what yeah, else? Yeah, um, the what, about the, what about the the flask? Oh, I did bring the, oh, the pour-over set six, up. Yeah. And you also brought the uh, sleeves that you put in. Yeah, yeah. So that's seven items. I wasn't keeping track. But oh, so we were. You were. Oh, yeah. we were. Yeah. That's and nice. uh, yeah, I think that's psychopath. That's a psychopath right there. I'm going to make you a cup of coffee while we're up here. I would love one. And, you know... It may or may not impress you. <laughs> Probably won't. Uh, it's an acquired taste, you know. Yeah. Uh, whether it's not, whether or not it's worth it, it's like kind of the part of the morning routine. You know, it's okay. like relaxing. I get up in the morning, I listen to podcasts, like sit and kick. You know, and wonderful podcasts. Uh, I heard. Uh, I've heard it's good. I haven't I haven't listened to it. Do you ever want to be on it? Yeah. Okay. You can put me in touch with the guys. Yeah, I will. I'll let you okay. know. Cool. Um, I think what we'll do then, if you make Joshua. Thing of coffee on our next episode we will buy him a 7-eleven coffee and we'll have your coffee we'll blindfold him and he'll have to decipher which one is a good coffee and a bad coffee maybe even throw a third sample start a third sample in there i will not be able to tell the difference okay okay and i will be honest i'll be honest and on that psychopathic you know tangent i want to say <laughs> that that's enough from the psychopath and we're going to close this down Dave. and we're going to close down this episode yeah so we appreciate you guys listening to this special guest episode of Sit and Kick Podcast. We want to be able to host a great podcast, just the two of us, but we have a lot of resources available when we travel to meets, when we have incredible teammates like Garrett, that we want to be able to utilize their knowledge and experiences in a track and field world. And so uh, we hope to have guests on here as well that aren't only track and field athletes. We hope to be able to ex- uh, expand into other sports. And here in Albuquerque, there's an MMA hub and fighting hub, and we hope to be able to utilize that and work with some of those great athletes as well. So if we uh, didn't cover any of your questions or you have more questions, um, just email us or even just send us a direct message or comment uh, for Sit and Kick Podcast and we'll answer those questions. If you have something directly related to Garrett, he's on Instagram as well. Just dipped under under, uh, 10,000 followers. So please get him back over that hump. (laughs) Um, He needs to be able to add links uh, to his story so he can do all this promotions for SOS Coconut Flavor. Yeah, you want to give any shout outs to yourself? What's your Instagram handle? It's a good question. I think it's just Garrett Heath. I respect that. <laughs> but what I, the last thing I would like to do is, uh, instead of you throwing it to me, Dave, I would like to throw it to you, Garrett. You don't know what's about to happen, but hopefully this goes well. You're going to name the podcast, one word, and you're going to name it in three, two, one. Coffee. Perfect. Coffee. coffee. The, co- the coffee psychopath will be the name <laughs> of this. Thanks, guys, for sitting and kicking it, uh, this episode of Coffee. <laughs> Perfect. See you later. A, a slow, meandering affair. He wants to kick, he's gotta go now. With Josh Kerr. Alright, here David Rivage. Josh Kerr. David Rivage. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest D2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Rivage.